Hi, and welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest I am super excited about. He is fresh off just performing at the Super Bowl. He's got a new season of The Voice coming up. He's got a lot of things going on, and he's like, his song last year was one of the number one songs in the country. I am talking about singer-songwriter Adam Levine. How is it going, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm good to be here. I'm doing really well. What brings you to New York right now? Well, I'm here. I'm actually here because I'm doing a... a, We're doing a voice, a live version of The Voice here in New York City. We're going to be performing with the contestants who are... The the winner, we're actually picking the winner this week, and we're going to do a little concert with them this week. So where's that concert going to be? Uh, it's going to be a Radio City. It's going to be the Radio City Music Hall. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, that's a huge, huge venue. Uh, and I know you've done, you've pr- probably I, performed the Super Bowl. Yeah, I played exactly. the Super Bowl. Exactly. You know, I played everything. Yeah, but Radio City Music Hall, I feel like has some like, gra- I was recently there actually um, last week and it just, you'd never realize how big it is and how like small it makes you feel because in the Super Bowl, you have like stuff like uh, light shows and stuff, and you 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 have a lot of like stuff to build you up. Whereas I feel Radio C- City Music Hall is so stripped down, and it's just kind of you it's and the intimate. stage. It's intimate, you know. It's uh, I mean, all that really matters in in Maroon Five is me anyway. You know, the the band doesn't really play anymore. It's just kind of me and some some uh, cool synthesizers and stuff. So really, um, yeah. Like, how did Maroon Five start? And like what happened to the band and I, I know you still work with the same guitarist and such but it does seem like you've swapped out a lot of members yeah of course uh so songs about jane which is our, our first album uh came out i think it was 12 or so years ago um that's you know it's a great album that was really about relationships and about um all the women that i had slept with and there was countless amounts of women it was uh i you know morning noon and night it was I really felt like I couldn't breathe. Uh, so I decided to make an album about all the people in my life, uh, mainly the women. And uh, after that album, I was like, you know, I think what really matters in my life is more women. So I kind of kicked the members out of my band, uh, out of out of the band over the, the past 10 or so years. And I've just really surrounded myself with more women. And they've been really influencing my music. It's just been me, the women, some computers, some synthesizers, and a lot of DJ equipment. Um, I definitely think that first album was was uh, one of our best, but I think the music we're making today is is infinitely better. Well, that's really cool. I mean, you, you've been performing for a very long time. You actually started your musical career in 1994, which, yes. like... I mean, whatever you're doing is working for you because you look great. Oh, thank you. It's uh, it's a lot of ab exercises and the uh, the tattoos. The tattoos really cover up a lot of the uh, the wrinkles and stuff, you know. Also, you said songs about Jane came out 12 years ago. It actually came out 17. 17. Where does the time go? Yeah. Wow. Back in 2002. Yeah, 2002. Where does the time go? It's a. It's a. Man, feels like yesterday. It seems like you've been able to reinvent yourself numerous times. And, you know, you just turned 40. Like, so you're in a new decade. What, what is that like? Um, you know, it feels like the world is starting to weigh down on me. You know, I'm starting to feel older. I'm starting to feel when I look at the young generations of people and I'm looking at the Shawn Mendeses of the world and I'm looking at the Justin Biebers and I'm thinking to myself, you know, these kids have to take over what I've been doing and what I've been pioneering for the past 20, 17 years. And um, I, 
I believe in them. I think that they're going to follow in my footsteps really well. You know, when you hear someone like what Sean Mendez is playing, it's like, that just sounds like Maroon 5 part two. I, I, I can feel that. What is an artist like? Give me your top three artists today that you feel like emulate your music. Oh, Sean Mendez, Justin Bieber and uh, Lucas Graham, I think his name is. Lucas Graham? Yes. I'm unfamiliar with Lucas Graham. I think he's a, he's a blonde haired kid. Uh, he's a blonde haired kid. He was a Disney kid, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Were, were, were you into Disney growing up or were you a Disney kid? Absolutely. Oh man. Uh, I really, you know, I, I was very envious of, uh, of Timberlake of my boy JT. Uh, and he was in the Mickey Mouse house club show with, uh, with Ryan Gosling. And I, you know, I would watch that show and I think to myself, you know, that's going to be me one day. I'm going to be somebody who's going to be leading the charge. And, um, you know, I never really got to, uh, got to work for Disney, but maybe one day, maybe one day. Yeah, no, I I can definitely see it happening. Now you started out like playing music at a very young age. What do you think your strongest influences are? You said that like the songs about Jane was really about all the beautiful women that you've been with. Yes. What made you like go from your starts to writing songs just about women and to like your most recent song, which is the song girls like you. Right. Of course. Which which was still about women. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think from the very beginning it was, uh, I hit puberty at a very young age when I was, uh, eight years old, I actually hit puberty and I, and I discovered, um, all these feelings that I had. And and I said, well, hot damn, what am I going to do with this? And I, and I started writing poetry. And from that, I, I started playing the piano and I was like, I have to blend these two, uh, to impress all the other, I liked women that were older than me, you know, being an eight year old. And I had, a I had a cousin of mine and, and she was like 17 years old and she had all of her friends over all the time. And they thought I was also 17, uh, except for my high pitched voice. They were like, okay, this kid's, this I kid's mean, you still have a fairly high pitched voice, especially when you sing, you, you are able to hit those like high tenor notes. Oh yeah. 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 It's, um, it's a blessing and a curse. Oh, how's it a curse? Well, because uh, sometimes people, when I call them, they're said, you know, I, I call and I'm like, hello. And they're like, uh, hi, ma'am. How are you doing? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm Adam Levine of Maroon 5. And they're like, yeah, OK, sure you are. But uh, that's, you know, that's really it. Is that inspired by anything? Because I know you do have the song Payphone. Yes. Yes. Actually, there's a story when I was I, one time I was at a payphone and I, and I had to call I had to call uh, AAA because my car broke down on the side of the road. And I called AAA and I was like, hello, AAA. And they were like, hi, ma'am. How are you? And I was like, no, no, no. This is Adam Levine of Maroon 5. And uh, and they said, yeah, OK. And I said, no, seriously, I'm Adam, Adam Levine of Maroon 5. And uh, finally, they sent down a mechanic. And, and uh, when the mechanic got there, he was very surprised to find Adam Levine of Maroon 5 and not a beautiful blonde haired woman. It's interesting because still pay, even the song payphone ended up being about another woman. Yes. Yeah. Um, it seems like every song. You it was write. about the mechanic's wife. Actually, I ended yeah. up going home with the mechanic. He was like, Oh, I'll give you a ride home. And then his wife was there and she was, Oh man, she was something. And, and, uh, he Sounds ended up like you're exp- like describing the plot line to Harold and Kumar go to white castle. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I've never seen that film. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Um, Needless to say, uh, it's uh, another story about women. Why why don't you just write something that, like, hits closer to home and that isn't as superficial as, like, songs about romance? Well, you know, I think that songs about romance are 
Or just like songs about women in general. It seems like every song. Well, they're they're the most. N- name a song that isn't about women that you wrote. That I wrote. Hold on, let me think about. It. Let me go through my catalog. Um, uh, I won't go home without you. You would think would be about a woman, but it was actually about a pastry that I was at. I it was about um, a piece of crumb cake, and I I made the lyrics. I messed in the lyrics. You know, I asked her to sh- I asked her to stay, but she wouldn't listen. Uh, and it was about this piece of crumb cake that was uh, trying to get out get out the door trying to get thrown into the garbage. And I was like, no, I, you know, I won't go home without you. And I, and I brought the piece of crumb cake home and I ate it. And, uh, I think that a lot of people take that song and they think that it's about a woman, but that one is about a piece of crumb cake. Interesting. Yeah. So do you, do you, uh, did you also feel though it ended up being a love song because you had a love for that piece of crumb cake? Uh, yeah, yeah. It still can be a love song. You know, I, I, I think that love songs are the most important songs that there are because, uh, you know, cliches are cliches for a reason. We listen to love songs and they're number one on the radio because we all want to feel that, you know, and, and what I felt for this piece of crumb cake was something special. It was something uh, spectacular. We talked about the artists that you have inspired. What artists have inspired you? Um, hmm. Well, I'll, I'll, I definitely think... Uh, I was really inspired by mm, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Robert Plant has a really great high-pitched voice. He can hit those tenor notes. Um, Interesting, because Led Zeppelin doesn't tend to write songs about women too often. Well, you know, that, like I said, the songs about women themselves came from my personal experiences, but I definitely looked up to uh, an artist like Robert Plant because of his voice. But when it came to the songs about women, uh, I definitely was looking back at artists like... um, uh, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry writes some great songs. Uh, John Lennon wrote some fantastic songs about the women in his life. Uh, Michael Jackson wrote some great songs about the women in his life. Wow, you're, you're naming some artists that uh, are quote-unquote canceled. Uh, yeah, well, you know, they're not, they're not so good anymore, but they had great, fantastic voices, and, and they inspired my, uh, my ability to sing. That's fair. Um, so... I'm going to take a little bit of a turn right now, and we're, I want to talk about the Super Bowl. Sure. Because uh, your performance... Did you see when I took my shirt off? Yes. I think everyone did. And I think we all want to ask you about the tattoos. Oh, yeah. The tattoos. Well, hit me. Hit me. Um, Why? Oh, why do I have so many? Yeah. Well, like I said before, I'm covering up some wrinkles. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um... You know, they tell stories. They tell stories. Uh, each tattoo is about a special person in my life. Uh, this one right here is a, it's a bull uh, driving through a china shop. It's actually about um, my uh, high school girlfriend, Sarah. And she would come into my house and she would just rummage through my kitchen and she would just take all these things that were in my kitchen and, and she would eat them. And I was so in love with her. And uh, it just, you know, it just really stuck in my brain. The one that's the most distracting for me is that one on your belly that says California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My California tattoo. Why? Why? Oh, because I love, I love, have you seen the women in California? Oh, man. That's all there is. There's multiple songs about California girls. Oh, yeah. Uh, The California girls are they're unforgettable. <laughs> That's quoting my friend Katy Perry. She's a. She's also been on the podcast. Oh, has she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. But uh, California, yeah, it's a it's a special place. It's a special place because there's women. There's crumb cake. I don't know. The only two things that really matter in the world. 
Yeah, you have a lot of animals on you as well. Uh, why so many animals, including like? Because I'm an animal. Yeah, no, it's just like the placement is weird. Uh, you you have that lion on uh, uh right above your uh, groin area. Ah, uh, yeah, that's because that's what I call him. I call him the lion because he roars. <laughs> uh, I'm slightly uncomfortable. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But hey, you know what? I'm Adam Levine of Maroon 5. I'm going to make some people a little uncomfortable. Now, wh- what did you feel about like the backlash uh, you've been getting about your halftime performance? Because you did like expose your whole top. And they're like, why could he do that? And then Janet Jackson catches a lot of flack just for exposing one nipple. Oh, well, I think everybody should be taking their shirts off. You know, uh Free those bodies, especially someone like me, though, because I'm in just fantastic shape. I mean, I'm 40 years old, like you said. You look great. Oh, thank you. I feel like I don't look a day over 22. I mean, I, I every part of my body has been worked on extensively at the gym. And uh, what do you spend more time on your body or your music? I think they're one and the same. Um, I, I actually have a gym in my recording studio and I, I, I do pull-ups while I record. That's how sometimes I get those really high notes. I'm like, ah, you know, as I'm pulling up and, um, why don't you write songs about like exercising? I think I have some coming up actually in, in my, uh, in my upcoming album, Aaron, I don't want you to be giving anything away. Could you give our listeners a little sample? Sure. Sure. All right. Hold on. Let me, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up, and then it goes like, you know, like, uh, it's just kind of this really meaningful song about lifting yourself up, you know, you got to lift yourself up once that girl breaks up with you, and uh, get back out there and start seeing more women. There it is. Now, I notice you still write songs about women, even though you've been married since 2014. Yeah. Has it that made it more difficult for you, or have you just written songs about your wife? Uh, a lot of them have been songs about my wife. Um, a lot of them have been songs about women that have come and gone in the past, you know, reminiscing, so to speak. And uh, some of them are about, you know, some women that um, I'm friends with. That sounds... Uh... Like, what? it might be an issue with your marriage, but oh, I don't know no. your marriage's dynamic. I, uh, I, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to learn a little more about you. Uh, well, um, yeah. But yeah, uh, another thing that people said about your halftime performance, why did you have, like, a second layer? Like, what was up with the tank top? Oh, the tank top. The tank top was because I, I wanted to give everyone a taste of what was to come. You know, I wanted them to, as I pulled the first layer off, everyone's going to be like, oh, here he comes. Here comes Adam Levine. They all just, they had to sit down, you know, and prepare for what they were about to see. But then the second layer was, so that way, once they sat, they were like, oh my goodness, I didn't know there was going to be a second layer. And they stood back up. And then when I took that layer off, that was when everyone just kind of fell over. I mean, I don't know if you saw, but um, the, the Patriots team, all the cheerleaders, they all they all just fell over. Really? Yeah, every single one of them fell over. Um, there was actually, I think it was a record, 35,000 people in the stands fainted at the same time. Of your glistening abs? Yeah, from my glistening abs and the California tattoo. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the worst performance. I, I have to say, you guys did, like, a good job. You know... There, there's been performances in the past where they've had bands, especially recent bands like Coldplay, who just did not like 
live up to the hype. Oh yeah, they were they were awful. Uh, I was you know I don't want to talk poorly upon Chris Martin because he's a good friend of mine, but I was like, look, Chris, if you're gonna get on stage, you gotta take your shirt off. That's the only thing that's necessary. And he was like, oh, I don't I don't want to do that. And I was like, Chris, come on, you know you gotta get naked. And he was like, it's about the music. And I was like, oh no no. Um, so I think they kind of botched it, you know, but, um, but I think we redeemed, we redeemed the Super Bowl halftime show for all the, the, the screw ups that have happened in the past few years. One last thing about the Super Bowl halftime show, and this is kind of a little more personal to me. Sure. There was a petition to play Sweet Victory from SpongeBob at the halftime show. And it looked like you guys were going to perform it. Like they did like the whole SpongeBob intro. Oh yeah. And then Travis Scott performed sicko mode. Yes. So what happened was we were trying to pull a meme on everybody. You know, we knew that that everyone wanted to hear SpongeBob singing Sweet Victory. But we were like, what would be even funnier than that is if we had Travis Scott come in playing sicko mode. And I think it really it really worked. I, I, I think we answered the petition. We, we showed SpongeBob. I think people were very upset. Mm, I could just take my shirt off again and then they won't be as upset. You know, that's the thing. I mean, you, you misjudge how, like, much people love SpongeBob. SpongeBob, he's all right. He's all right. He's also got a high-pitched voice like me, but he can't sing nearly as well as I can. And I think that was the other problem was when they were going to do Sweet Victory, they were like, well, this guy, he can't really sing very well, you know? Would you sing Sweet Victory? Right now? I mean, I, I, I was going to say at the Super Bowl, but, like, right now it would be cool, too. Sure. Um, the winner takes all. It's a thrill of one more kill. The last one of all. Sacrifice their will. You know. Boom, boom, boom. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I don't want to give you the whole thing. You know, yeah. I'm gonna have to make you. I'm gonna have to charge you for it. You yeah, know? that's fair. Yeah. Um, that was really great though. Um, last thing before we move on to our speed rounds, I do have to talk about the voice a little yes. bit. Yes. Um, you've been one of the first coaches, and still are one of the main coaches for the show. What has that experience been like for you? Oh, it's been incredible. You know, uh, it's nice to influence so many of the youth that are coming in and, and are looking for my guidance. You know, when they come in and they say, I've been playing guitar for 10, 15 years and I write these beautiful love songs. And I'm like, throw that guitar away. You know, take those acoustic instruments, put them in the garbage. What you need is some auto-tune and what you need is some synthesizers and you need some uh, EDM chords, you know, and a lot of heavy bass, move that BPM up to 128 beats per minute. And, uh, that's all you really need to be successful. What do you say to those people who, uh, criticize the voice saying that it's never had like a star come out of it, like American Idol? Um, I'm on the show, you know, so it doesn't matter if a star's come out of the show, the stars are already on the show to begin with. And, um, you know, the people that are on it, they're talented. They'll, they'll have their songs here and there, but, uh, it doesn't really matter because... You feel like it's more of a vehicle for yourself? Oh, of course. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's me and Blake and, and Miley and Alicia. You know, we, we, we switch it up from uh, season to season, but it's pretty much me and Blake running the show at this point. He's, uh, he's got more wins than I do, but I'm coming for him. All right. Well, that, that takes us to our next part of the show where we like to do a few games. We play a few speed rounds here. The first game we like to play is Fuck, Mary Kill. Basically, we have a list of three names, and you tell me which category each name goes into. Sure. I used to play this with my friends growing up. The first name, Blake Shelton. Uh, second name, Christina Aguilera. Third name, Gwen Stefani. 
Oh, well, obviously I'm going to have to kill Blake Shelton because I love women. Uh, So killing Blake Shelton is going to be number one. And then I'm going to marry... I think I'm going to marry Gwen because Gwen is just, she's a sweetheart and she's also married to Blake. So nothing would stick it in his crow better than if I married his wife. So it's going to be me and Gwen. And then, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to sleep with Christina, but I've already done that like 45 times. So I know what it's like. All right. Well, that brings us to the next segment we like to do. We like to do a bit of word association here. Basically, I'm going to say a word and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Sure. First word. Music. Boobs. Acting. Fun. Producing. Women. Guitar. Women. Stage. Lights. Camera. Abs. Super Bowl. Abs. Football. Women. Dancing. Hmm. Shoes. Moves. Like Jagger. There it is. And... Legacy. Levine. All right. Well, that's about all we have time for today. I want to say thank you to Adam Levine for stopping by. Adam, is there anything you want our listeners to know before you head out? Oh, just want them to know that The Voice uh, season... 12 is uh, is on right now, and, and the uh, winner is going to be coming up soon, but it doesn't really matter just because uh, it's all about Adam Levine. Look out for me. I got a new album coming out, songs about the gym. Uh, it's, you know, this new album where I'm taking a, a turn instead of songs about women. It's going to be songs about working out, and uh, just keep an eye out for that. All right. Well, thank you, Adam, for stopping by again, and thank you all for listening, and we will see you all next time. again for listening to the yes and i am podcast this podcast has been completely improvised so instead of having the actual adam levine with us here today has been my buddy josh flitter how's it going man it's going great how are you doing i'm doing <laughs> awesome uh thanks for having me on yeah so adam levine you knew quite a bit there i'm a big maroon five fan of their first two albums at least okay songs about jane and then uh Oh God, I'm forgetting what the second album is called. Such a big fan. <laughs> no, the second no, songs about Jane is like one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. But this, the second album has some really good songs on it too. But then they just, as everyone knows, have just progressively. Yeah. No. Um, falling apart. There, 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 there's so many like bad Maroon Five. It's so. insane. It's insane. <laughs> and they're so popular. Like people give Nickelback shit about like being like just like lowest common denominator music no that's maroon five well that's the thing that sucks is because i think their first album and even some of their second is really like there's some really unique beautiful songs but then they've just they were like oh we discovered that edm music just sells way more so they've just leaned and leaned and leaned into it i hate the song girls like you yeah oh it's terrible it is it's awful makes me angry and they were like oh who's popular cardi b let's put her on it so, like, it was just one of those things that it's just, like, put every popular, just put the popular thing together so the song could be more popular. Literally, what does the rest of the band do? They're not, they don't exist anymore. Yeah, it's no. It's just Maroon 5 yeah, yeah, no. and, like, some EDM music. Yeah, it's just Adam Levine just, like, <laughs> hanging. Have you seen the music video for Girls Like You? No. It's just, like, him playing acoustic guitar and, like, all of these, like, celebrity women, like, There's no acoustic him. guitar in the song. It's that. Oh, God. Whatever. 
Um, it's terrible. I've listened to that song way too many times. I tried to write a parody song to it. What was it? What was the parody song? It was guys like you. Nice. It was. It was just about how guys are shitty. Okay, um, that's fair. Yeah, because like you know, um, he, he tends to make a lot of these songs like objectifying women. Yeah, I I hope I uh, was able to portray. Yeah, it yeah no, no. It's, <laughs> um, I, you, you leaned into that, and I was gl- uh, glad for it. Um, yeah. He, he's an interesting figure, and I feel like he's not probably the chillest in person. Yeah, I feel like he's kind of a dick. <laughs> uh, he has a surprising acting career. Does he? That's yeah. why when you, when you said acting stuff, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, he's he, um, he was in the movie Begin Again, the John Carney film. I've never even seen it. I've never it's heard of it. It's a really good movie. Uh, was he good in it? Uh, yeah, he was uh, him, Kiera Knightley, and Mark Ruffalo. Wow. It was a good cast. Oh, you know what? I do sort of. I never saw it, but I remember that this movie was made. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wanted to see that because I would have. I was interested to see what he would it's be. A good like movie. I like John Carney films, though. I don't know that name. Uh, I probably know the movies. Once. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, Sing Street. I don't need whatever the words are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sing Street. Have you I haven't seen, seen it? No. That is one of my favorite movies of all time. Listeners out there, if you haven't watched Sing Street, go watch it because it's an amazing film. It's about kids starting a band. Oh, was this on? Is it on Netflix or was yeah, it on? Yeah, Netflix it was on long? Netflix. It's it's been on like almost every streaming service. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find it. Is it take place in England? Uh, yeah, uh, Ireland. 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 Yes. Yeah, I gotta watch this movie. It's really good. It, really good. The, and the songs are really catchy. I, I've I've like a soft spot for musicals in general. What's your favorite? Is that your favorite musical movie? Oh, uh, it might be. Like, What's your favorite musical? Like the like the uh, movie is a musical. Uh, that that also has a movie. Uh, West Side Story. Okay, and what about just favorite musical in general? Also, was uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, I haven't I haven't seen it in full, but God, I, I don't. Love that I'm song. not a huge fan of the movie, but I I really like the play. Okay, that's fair. I I haven't seen either one in full, but I love that song. Um, Suddenly Seymour, I love that song. Suddenly Seymour, Suddenly Seymour is standing beside. Is standing you. beside you. He don't need no makeup. Don't need no makeup. Don't have to pretend. All right, we're gonna. So no, no, no. I, I no, I, I do uh, randomly break out the song sometimes. Uh, it happens. On a recent episode, uh, we just started singing "Come On Eileen." Oh, it's a great song. I'm yeah. not gonna let's not do it again. Yeah, no, I sing the whole thing, and so you just heard it. Yeah, listeners. yeah, yeah. No, the listeners just heard "Come On Eileen," and it's a great song. Um, do you have a favorite Maroon Five song? Uh, hmm. I mean, maybe it's cheesy to pick it because it's probably like everyone's favorite, but either it's either "She Will Be Loved" or or "This Love" or "Sunday Morning." It's one of those. I also love. There's a song called uh, Shiver on that first album, and that's a really good song. I it, really like the song Payphone for some reason. Do you actually? Yeah. I hate that song. I just really like the Wiz Khalifa part. Oh, okay. That's fair. He's fun. Yeah, no. Um, I don't know. For some reason, like, I know it's a bad song, but it, like... I'm at a payphone trying to go home. It's amazing that even though... I hate the song. Like, I know the lyrics yeah. just because if we... If happy ever after did exist... Maybe I don't know the lyrics, but... I would still be calling you like this. 
this And all those fairy tales are full of shit, shit. Just one more fucking love song Is it, Does he really throw he, fucking in yeah, there? Yeah, he does that's, Oh, that's so like Just one more fucking love Just so he could, <laughs> just so he could say it Yeah, because um, the radio edit is one more stupid love song Oh, perfect Oh, that's so cute Yeah, no I, I, Just one more stupid love oh. song Like, it sounds very... <laughs> Like it's put in there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's just like uh, when CeeLo Green had uh, the song "Fuck You." Oh, fuck you! It just became forget fr- you. And the thing is, I love that song so much. The original, or not the original, but the f- "Fuck You." Speaking of the voice, I completely forgot that CeeLo was. CeeLo was he was on like season one. He was on a lot of the seasons. Oh yeah, he was like on the, like at least the first three. Yeah. Um, he was a judge. Yeah, he's he's a really good singer, but that song was written by Bruno Mars. Wait, really? Fuck you was written by Bruno Mars. And now go back and listen to it, you're gonna be like, I get it. It makes sense. I wish Bruno Mars had sang it. Right? Me too. <laughs> yeah, because I fuck I love Bruno Mars. I think Bruno Mars he is one of the better uh Super Bowl halftime shows. Oh my god, yeah. He's like Halftime show was so good. Oh, if I could also go back though, uh, I as we were talking about before this, I fucking love Coldplay, and I loved their <laughs> halftime performance. Wait, and you I, love that shit? Yes. Are you it kidding was me? So bad. I love everything that they do. Speaking of Bruno Mars, he did show up in that performance too. He did. Yeah. Yes. Because Bruno Mars and Beyonce showed up and completely were like, what, "What's this Coldplay band doing?" Here? Yeah. Every, it was just kind of like ridiculous. But I love Coldplay. I've seen them like five times at concert. They're one of my favorite bands. So I like had to pretend to hate them because I was like, I feel like Adam Levine would hate them. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. He might be friends with Chris Martin. Well, that's, I, I, that's what I was doing. Like the, I actually do like a pretty good Chris Martin impression. He's like, everything he says is like really like this. He's really quiet. And he has this very somber British accent. And then, so I was like, I'm going to throw that in there. I mean, for the listeners out there, this episode was done kind of off the cuff for me. I didn't really have my notes to like go off of. So I, I, I was definitely picking an artist that I like, knew a fair amount about yeah or at least like new stuff i could like hit on because he, he's like everywhere yeah like he's it, adam levine oh it's so it's annoying wake up call country in the morning with, with another, another one, one in, in my, my bed. bed i don't come around here mm. anymore oh, I, hate I, that song. I don't feel so six foot tall that's a good song no it is <laughs> it's a bad song and i am in misery there ain't nobody who can comfort me that's a good song oh why don't you what was the one me? where he's like boxing in the music video boxing I yeah i don't know there's like a lot of like he's trying to come off as a tough guy in a lot of his like music. oh yeah there's music. a song I'm, i want to look it up because i can't remember but the beginning is um it's on songs by jane in the beginning it's like you come in here. I'm not alone. Oh, that's when they were still kind of like a funk band. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Their first album is so good because they have like jazz and funk influences. Oh, I feel like we need to talk more about moves like Jagger too. Oh God, I hate that song so much. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Or maybe it's Tangled or Shiver. Harder to breathe. I don't know. It's not harder to breathe. I like that. Is song. there anyone out there? Because it's, it's getting, getting harder and harder, harder to breathe. To breathe. <laughs> In the side, that's in the song. It's so cheesy. <laughs> yeah, everything about Maroon Five feels cheesy. They're cheesy. They're they're a Swiss cheese band. Oh, my mom likes them. Yeah, they're a mom band. They're yeah. for sure a mom band. My mom loves Maroon Five. <laughs> yeah, my mom's seen them live. Yeah, I I would have seen them live if I was like old enough at the time 
when Songs by Jane was like popular. I would have gone yeah, to that. Yeah, no, concert I mean that sure. that would have been cool. But like the the status of Maroon Five right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I wouldn't go see that. I think my mom well, is, saw them when they were touring with the band Train, which is like my brother loves Train. Dude. That is like the perfect like mom <laughs> mom band. duo. <laughs> Train and Maroon Five. It's just like every mom is there, just like with a glass of wine. Yeah. And they're just all like, yes. Oh my god, I love you, Maroon Five and Train. Oh, that Pat Moynihan is so that cute. Boy, he's a, such a cutie, and he's up there singing like, well, not she's got an atmosphere, drops of Jupiter. And they're like, oh, that's me. I have drops of Jupiter in my hair. Both have, like, very high-pitched po- voices, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a cold. I'm getting over a cold right now, so that was hard to do. Hey, soul sister. Hey, soul there's yeah. a There's a cool song by them called, like, Something ways to say goodbye, or like fifty. Yeah, ways. Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> it's, a, it's silly a million song. ways to say goodbye. Yeah, whatever. It is. I'm, I'm sorry I, that I know this song. It's a silly song. It's um, cute. There's a lyric in that song is like, uh, "How could you leave me on Yom Kippur?" That, that's what I'm saying. This song is cute. There's, it's cute. It, it's, but it's just like what? I'm Jewish. I've I've had someone leave me on Yom Kippur. Really? No. <laughs> but I am Jewish. But I haven't had someone leave. No. Me. I, I um. That, that's why I gave you Adam Levine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, did, we completely avoided the Jewish talk about Adam Levine. Let's oh. get into it. Is he Jewish? He is very. Oh, Adam Jewish. Levine. It's a very Jewish. He, he talks about being Jewish all the time. Does he? The voice. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, I, what I, does he say? Like that song was great, but next time do it to the tune of Simon Tava, Mazel Tava. My parents never miss an episode of The Voice. Same, same, dude. My parents right now they're like obsessed with. They record The Voice and American Idol, and they watch them every single week. They like record them to get fast forward through the commercials, and they're obsessed with both shows. I don't know why. I mean, they're they're fun. I get it. When you're like an adult and you do like <laughs> nine to five stuff. Like my parents are both like 58 years old, 59 years old, and they're both just like my mom's a real estate agent, and my dad does some data analytics shit, and they like get home they're just like I just want to watch singers, some pretty people sing yeah, covers. Yeah, they're like this is fun. So, I'm like, all right, yeah, that's cool for them. They can enjoy it. There was one voice contestant that like hit close to home for me, and I was hoping that like you'd have a resurgence in his career. Uh, I don't know how much you watch The Voice. I've seen uh, chunks of it. Uh, there was a contestant, uh, Billy Gilman. Uh, he was like a child star, like singer, like country oh, really? singer. Yeah. Did uh, you know who he was or something? Yeah. He's from Rhode Island, which is where I'm from. Oh, cool. And he was like such a big deal. Like when I was growing up in like the 90s. Yeah. Um, and he was like on like all the TV shows. Like I, I remember Rosie O'Donnell loved him. Oh, Rosie O'Donnell. When she had her own show. Yeah. I was almost on that show. Rosie O'Donnell, former guest of the podcast. <laughs> was she? Yep. Interesting. interesting. Not the actual. No, I know. I'm just saying that's interesting. Someone have to do her voice. It's like, ah! <laughs> um, it's, it, she's, she's a fun character to play. Yeah. Um, almost had you play Charlie Sheen. Um, oh yeah, that would have been like yeah. I was just like doing this the whole time. I just also don't know what he's up to these days. I don't either. Um, no I idea. feel like it might have entered into a problematic territory. Yeah, I was like, now that you said that, I'm like, it probably would have just been a lot of stuff about like tiger blood, and then he said that he had like he said that he had AIDS or no yeah. HIV. Yeah, but he doesn't. Or does, does he not? He? I don't know. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, so definitely is a good person to avoid. Um, I did hear. <laughs> That Adam Levine is on uh, Lindsay Lohan's like slept with list. That makes sense. <laughs> you name a female uh, actress or singer, I'm sure he slept with them. 
He's Adam Levine. But also, it might mean that he has herpes. Because oh, he probably. Oh, he probably does. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not also a negative thing. Like yeah, it doesn't mean that, it, just because you have an STI doesn't mean you're a bad person. Yeah, I'm not shaming you for it. I'm just yeah. saying to like think about the statistical chance that he does. Like, there's yeah. probably a better yeah. chance that he does than doesn't. That, that is true. Um, <laughs> it, it, I'm wondering if he has kids. I don't think he has kids. I don't think so either. I can't remember whose wife is either. Uh, That's why when you have, brought it up, I knew he was married, but I didn't remember I have it to right who. Here, uh, is it a Hadid? Is it like Gigi Hadid? No, or something? no, no. It's uh, it's she some is a, model. Yeah, it's uh, Be- Behati Prinsloo. Nope, no idea. I knew yeah, it was a model. I, I don't think they have any kids though. No. Um, yeah, she's very gorgeous. That was our nice like white way of trying to pronounce her name. No, she's very white. Oh, I, I, that was me being white and assuming that she wasn't with being yeah. an idiot by her name. No, she's uh, from South Africa. Yeah, she's that's some, a crazy. That's a really yeah tough name to pronounce. Yeah, apparently it's of the Afrikaans language. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Good for him. I'm sure she's beautiful. You showed me a picture. Yeah, she's yeah, beautiful. yeah. She, she's like he's that movie. <laughs> that's the thing. Like at the end of the day, like. I'm jealous of him. I mean, you you look like you could kind of be related to him. To Adam Levine? That's yeah, the look, nicest thing look, any person yeah. has ever said to me. You, you, you like you could be his cousin. Sure. That's <laughs> the nicest thing any human has ever said to me. Thank you so much, Aaron. You're my new favorite person ever. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of anything I've missed about Adam Levine or like anything big about him. Uh, I mean, the tattoos are such a huge... I made one up. I didn't realize you were going to go into... I was, like, thinking that I was going to make them up. No, I just... I have, like, such a visual picture in my head of his tattoos and, like, how he has kind of this menagerie on his body. Yeah. Um, He has has the... I think the tiger... No, it's the phoenix tattoo he has that represents 9-11. What? Yeah. Rising from the ashes? Yeah. He's a weird guy. Mm Mm-hmm. He's an interesting guy. I, I I can't tell. Maybe he's nice. Maybe he's not. But I I'd like to find out. I'd like to meet Adam <laughs> Levine and find out. Well, Adam, if you are listening to the podcast right now, give us a shout out. Um, slide into our DMs. If somehow you find you 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 find yourself listening to this, I am a fan of your first two albums, and I wish you would just make music like that again. I'm not just hating you for no reason. All right. Well, Josh, you are an improviser, comedian in the city these days. What have you been up to? I have been up to. Uh, I have a show coming out on. Uh, I don't know when this will be released, but. Um, on May 24th, this Friday, uh, Manic Attack Variety Hours. Oh, is what a is that? Variety show that I have been, uh, I'm a co-creator of with, uh, I know you've had Willem on the podcast and Annie Sage. Yeah. And, uh, have you had Kim Alou? Yes. Yes. Kim has been on the podcast more than anyone. Many, okay. Yes. Has ever been on this podcast. It's Willem, Annie Sage, Kim Alou, myself, uh, Anna Cameron and John Haller. And it's a variety show that's going to be uh, very tech heavy, and uh, there's going to be some really fun games and, and stuff for uh, the audience to potentially win some prizes and stuff too. Oh. So that's on uh, May 24th at Friday the Pit Loft. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if you guys are available, stop on by to that. Yeah, please come check it out. 7:30 at the Loft. Cool beans. And um, then, other than that, just. Uh, Doing other improv stuff at the pit and come yeah, see shows at the pit. Come yeah. see shows. At the Do pit. you have like a, a, a team that you're currently playing with? Uh, there's also another. Yeah, there's a team that I have that we 
I've only performed a couple of times, but it's called Unnecessary Sequels, and we do sequels to movies that don't have them. We improvise sequels to movies that don't have them. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. As you said, go and see shows at the pit. I'm going to use this time to plug uh, one of my teams, uh, my, my uh, sketch team, formerly known as Ratitude, now known as Main Squeeze. So you can look up Main Squeeze. We're trying to switch everything over to the new team name. Because we, we didn't like our team name before. Uh, we didn't, none of us chose it. Yeah. And it was kind of thrust upon us. And yeah, check out Main Squeeze. Also, you know, I'll plug my improv team too. Go uh, check out Gritty Reboot. We have some shows coming up. Uh, I don't have them in front of me. But uh, yeah, they're at the pit. And uh, go see them. Let's, uh, plug, let's also plug Instagrams because I forgot to do that. Yeah, no, I was actually about to ask. If anyone <laughs> wants to find your dates and details, where can they find them, Josh? Uh, I am on Instagram at Flitstagram because my last name is Flitter. It's F-L-I-T-S-T-A-G-R-A-M. It's Flitstagram. And then for Manic Attack Variety Hour, it's at Manic Attack Variety Hour on Instagram. Yeah, you guys have been posting a bunch of pictures with like your fingers up. Yeah, we're counting down the days. Things. We're counting down the days to the show. It's a very... Uh, we're we're trying to be very secretive, not let anybody know what's going to happen until you get there. Secret? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hey, man. Sh- show up and see what happens. <laughs> um, if you want to find us on Instagram, we're at Yes And I Am. Uh, we'll post a pic of me and Josh there and uh, link his uh, Instagram so it's easier to find him. Um, also, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Weininger Words. Uh, yeah, support my uh, budding performer career, please. Also, if you haven't given us a rating on iTunes yet, go ahead and do that. Five stars that helps more people find the show, and that keeps us happy. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you all next time. 